Welcome to Flashback Tracks. Travel back in time each Friday to an era of big hair, leg warmers, and Walkmans. Far out. Veg out with some clips from Downtime Broadcasting's promotional audio cassette magazine from the 80s and 90s, right here on the World Wide Web. There are points in a customer's relationship with a company when satisfaction should be the purpose of marketing. Let's take bank customers. They usually start out by opening an account. They will expect new checks to be delivered within a prescribed time, and they will expect to receive their first statement within a prescribed time. If the checks are delayed or don't appear, or if the statement is inaccurate, the edge of doubt creeps into these new customers' minds. If their friends tell stories about checks returned through the bank's fault, more doubt, more concern. Marketing's role here, set up a mechanism, either a phone call or a letter at intervals, say three weeks after an account is open, to check on customer satisfaction. Did the checks come? Are they what was ordered? Are the statements accurate? Can the bank provide any further information or services? A year later, ask, how are we servicing you? What can we do better? Are you planning to make any major purchases this year? Can we help or advise you? Here, the marketing sales effort should really be a distant second to the satisfaction purpose. Thank you notes for long-term businesses, letters of appreciation, soliciting customers' advice. All these should be designed in-house or by your agency as carefully as any other marketing tool. In addition, marketing must consider its responsibility to be the feel of customer contact, the ambiance, the impression that the customer is left with through the tone, feel, and style of all customer company contacts. Certainly, marketing considers how an ad looks and how the image of the company is portrayed in advertising as part of its domain. I am suggesting a further extension of that concern. For example, what do the form letters a company sends out look like and sound like? Does the overdue payment notice express the clear interest to shoot first and ask questions later? Are the notices customer-friendly? That is, do they convey the message that the company is glad you do business with it? Do the letters and other communications have a similar look, a customer service marketing look? Is there a customer helpline, not just a sales number? The U.S. Office of Consumer Affairs found that 800 numbers are of major assistance in reducing complaints and retaining customers. If so, shouldn't they be a part of marketing's concern and input, and maybe even its budget? What are the complaint procedures of the company? Are they oriented only toward reducing nuisance value, or are they looked upon as a key opportunity to confirm in the customer's mind that which marketing originally set out to do when the customer was first acquired? Is marketing actively evaluating complaints to find out the policy, procedure, and product problems that may exist? The airlines took stock and created frequent flyer programs, turning a frequently heard lament from the business traveler, I travel all the time and pay full fare while the 17-year-old next to me pays less, into a marketing strategy. Marketing needs to expend more efforts on these kind of programs. Others include City Dollars, Club Z Points, a chain of discount stores in Canada that gives points toward gifts based on purchases, and packaging services or products to offer more value or less cost for more services used. These programs cost, but so do 30-second ads on TV. If acquisition and retention are to be 50-50 partners, then the budget dollars need to reflect that. Consumer behavior, demographics, choice analysis, responses to advertising, an endless stream of research, correlations, and hypotheses that is all necessary and valuable. But I am perplexed at the paucity of in-depth, ongoing trend research on why people leave, why and when they decide to stop using a product or service. 
marketing should know exactly when value judgments are made by customers about continued use of the service or product. Do customers form judgments after three interactions or in the fourth year? What makes them want to continue a relationship, and what makes them start to look elsewhere? When and why customers leave should be researched just as much as what brought them there in the first place. It costs much more to acquire a customer than to retain him, five times as much according to Better Than Money customer service consultants. My thesis here is that it is simply not enough for marketing to focus 90% of its time, energy, and resources on acquiring new customers. In some respects, customer retention marketing is really just a newly coined phrase for customer service. It is customer service in every aspect that glues the customer to the business. But I'm afraid that customer service has become as meaningless as quality. However, when customer service is viewed as a marketing retention tool, then there is more of a chance for there to be an understanding of its necessity and of the cost and return on invested dollars. $500,000 from the marketing budget for a program to reduce churn by 10% has a very familiar, quantifiable sound to it. Retention marketing is no easier than acquisition marketing. Although ad agencies, direct mail companies, marketing research firms, and telemarketing bureaus are all available as resources, they will not be enough as they are. Each must be redefined and expanded to encompass all aspects of marketing. The future belongs to those who can get and keep their customers. Travel back in time with us next Friday as we share more clips from the 80s and 90s on another rad episode of Flashback Tracks, exclusively on Promo Corner. Time to bounce.